Do you want to travel to Matu? Visit TwinSuggleTravelSun.com. Planning a trip to Walt Disney World can be overwhelming. That's why you need the expert planning services of Casey Lucas at TravelSense.com. TwinSuggleTravelSense.com. Casey will help you plan your perfect trip. He'll help you find the right resort, fast pass, dining reservations, and even look at typical crowd levels to ensure the best vacation possible. And the best part is, his services are complimentary with your travel package. Visit TwinSunsTravel.com today to book your vacation. And enter pro- promo code War of Stars in the comments to receive a free gift with your booking. You are listening to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast presented by Realm of the Mist Entertainment with your host, John Tolley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Ray Rumsey. Ray, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Battling a little cold, but nothing I can't handle. How are you doing, everyone uh, in Audio Land? All right. And also joining us again is Mr. Joe Cahill. 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 Yeah, it's hard. It's just Cahill. like a John Wayne movie. And thanks for introducing me. And against popular belief, I am not your father. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm adopted, so you never know. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, okay, no, I now... think I think I don't think that would be possible. I don't know how old you are, but I somehow I don't think you're old enough to be my dad. I don't know. I'm I'm 54. Uh, you'd have been about 10. Okay. Woo. Good. <laughs> I'm 42. I'm 42, almost 43. So. And yeah. none of us are going to claim Ray. Dodge the phaser on that one. <laughs> Wrong universe. <laughs> so let's talk Star Wars. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Not that not that we don't enjoy, you know, our uh, our travel to um, um, the Star Trek world every once in a while. But no, this time we are not. Uh, traveling there, we are traveling to the galaxy far, far away. Oh yes, yes. For a All most prestigious right. occasion. Oh, what occasion is that? Well, if uh, memory serves correctly, this would be our big five zero. Oh, our golden episode anniversary thing. Yes, yes, fifty episodes. Wow. Um, uh, wow. Yeah, I definitely you guys got brought some... me on board. I'm honored for that. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 50, 50 episodes. Uh, three years ago, we or I uh, started this little um, journey into the galaxy far, far away, and um, it's taken a while, but things are finally starting to uh, pick up. And in fact, if you heard uh, a little bit earlier or maybe a little bit before that, I don't know when they're going to put it in, but uh, something I have wanted to say for a long time is we have a sponsor. Uh, Twin Suns Travel is going to be sponsoring us at War of the Stars, um, and we are proud to have them on as a sponsor, and that is just something that is just so cool to me is... Yeah, it's been three, almost three years, little under, little under three years now, and yeah, to say that we now have a sponsor is, I I can't put into words how awesome that is. That's, that hits you at the feels. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a nice yeah, milestone. Is, yeah, yeah, um, and big things coming too for not only War of the Stars but all of Realm of the Mist. Because um, this sponsor is not just for us; it is for everyone at Realm of the Mist, all the shows, and really benefits everyone here. And like I said, uh, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning for War of the Stars and for Realm of the Mist. Well, and, hey, Mark, if somebody else wanted to sponsor uh, us or Realm of the Mist, who would they need to get in touch with? Uh, you can get a hold of either me, 
directly at um, you can get hold of me through my Facebook Facebook at Mark Tolly, or uh, you can email us uh, directly at Realm of the Mist Entertainment at gmail.com. That's all one word, Realm of the Mist Entertainment at gmail.com. Um, and either myself or Chris will get a hold of you and we'll go from there. And we'll get all your contact information and uh, get you set up. So, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so, yeah, like I said, um, big, big things coming. And we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show. Uh, what about you guys? Any any uh, Star Wars news you guys got for us today? <sighs> yeah, uh remember my question at the end of our last episode for you guys that I left you guys to ponder and think about really hard. Um, I have slept since then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, About Carrie Russell's character for uh, the next movie. Oh. uh, Kind of a red-haired, dark Jedi type who she might be. Hmm. And then Ray, a week later, comes on and sends me a, a... Nice little advertising on online. Somebody has already well jumped on that real quick, and mm. has said the whole Mara Jade idea. Yes, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I even saw. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet, but I even saw that Star Wars theory has a um, a little um, video about about Mara Jade and. Uh, it looked like it was kind of hinting at her coming into the main canon. Right. Well, you know, we still don't, don't know Ray's parentage. This is true. This is true. Um, if she has parents, that is. I mean. Well, she should have a mother. Uh, yeah, at least. <laughs> if, if we're, if we're going to go unless, to the attic, she should have a mother. Unless she was raised in an incubator. Oh, you know what? That had never even crossed my mind. That she was raised in in, in an incubator. That she was taken and a seed. Yeah, so, yeah. And we don't know. Could just be the DNA from Luke's hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's always the chance that she was a clone. Well, the uh, most recent thing I have seen on um, my lovely Google um, was... uh, I only read the headline, and it kind of cracked me up, but it, it basically said that Mark Hamill says this is the last time he's going to play Luke. And I kinda, no kidding. I kind of said, well, yeah. You think? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, that, that's, it's I, ending I, the Skywalker storyline. Um, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always get a kick out of me. Because I've heard that before, and all these people saying, "See, he's proven he doesn't like the new direction of the film." Like, uh, I just want to do the Captain Picard facepalm then. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Guess what? It's everyone in this whole series' last Star Wars film. It's the end of the saga. They're all in. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Yep. There may be mention or something later on in name, but I, it's never going to be them back in that, that storyline. Speaking right. of that, um, there's been a little bit of controversy, or I don't know if you call it controversy, but hullabaloo um, that they are indefinitely, at least for the time being, pushing back the um, Ryan Johnson trilogy. Hmm. Um, it's not been totally put off the table yet. It's still, they're still, from what I heard, they're still planning on making it, but, um, they're pushing it back and there's no set date as to when it, when it will start, um, filming or even, uh, pre-production would start. Um, or even if there's a script, um, for it. So... What are your guys' thoughts? Do you think this has? Do you think this is just something that they're like? Let's just wait till the dust settles from this trilogy and give it a little time to rest before we start moving into a whole different trilogy. Absolutely, or, um, I think that's what they're doing because um, they still have the Benioff and Weiss trilogy. 
uh, coming along. And then, of course, you have the, the Mandalorian um, and the uh, Obi-Wan TV series coming. So those are like three big, big things that are coming up. And, you know, there's still whatever your thoughts are on Last Jedi, there still is a bit of a bitter taste among some Star Wars fans over uh, Ryan Johnson and his his uh, take on The Last Jedi. So, you know, it could just be that they're just letting this, you know, everything kind of die down and everything kind of, you know, maybe, maybe get enough time for people to forget. Not necessarily forget Last Jedi, but just kind of have that out of their mind and then hope the rise of skywalker repairs the damage and then they can go on yeah and <laughs> i mean what do you guys think do you think that give, giving ryan johnson free reign in with his own trilogy where he's not necessarily hampered by what had come before do you think that would help him do you think oh, actually yeah do a good job where he's not like okay this is the you know this is the parameters that you have to work it work with and you know this is what you know came before where it's like okay your gloves are off you know just keep it within the star wars universe per se but other than that you have no limits you know because we yeah. know i mean we know ryan johnson can be a good director i mean looper was amazing Mm-hmm. Yes, and so we know, but yeah, yeah. I think that that's exactly it. They're giving him a, a trilogy. They're saying go for it, keep it within yeah. you know acceptable bounds, but just go for it. And with it being set kind of whenever he wants, but ending the skyline or the Skywalker, Skywalker. timeline kind of thing he could really do whatever he wants he could come up with all kinds of new force powers and well and he doesn't even have to i mean here's the other thing is he doesn't even have to have the force in it i mean the star wars galaxy is vast and there are areas of it that we haven't even touched yet true and so he could have it in a completely different part of the galaxy where the empire and the republic I've never been. Yeah, and, rumors at best, kind of a thing. Yeah, you know, he could have it in the unknown regions. He could have it in, you know, any place and at any, like you said, at any time, and where there may not be the Jedi or the Sith or anything like that. You can still necessarily have the Force, because I think I think that is something you have to have. To, he, yeah, you have to have something to tie you to the universe. To, yeah, tie, you have to have something to tie you to the universe. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he should do something with the Yuzong Vong. I don't know. I was yeah, I was a, a fan. I wasn't a fan of the of the Vong. Uh, I liked him at first, but they got silly. Yeah. They got silly. To me, they almost became the Star Wars version of the Borg, uh, <laughs> in the fact that they became unbeatable. Right. And that's kind of what the Borg. I mean, I love. I mean, not to cross streams again, but in Star Star Trek, I loved the Borg, but they got to the point that they almost became the unbeatable villain. You never really defeated them. You just you just stopped them for a little bit. Right, right. You know, there wasn't anything where they were like, and that's kind of what the Vong became. You know, they became almost too powerful. And the only way you can be defeat an enemy that's too that's too powerful is become more powerful yourself, and then it just becomes a power struggle. Yeah. Right. So, True. True. and the books just went on for too long. Yeah. That was the problem with that. That whole that series. was the problem. I mean, the series before that, the books before that, had always been written in trilogy, trilogy, one, two, or three books, and four at the most. I think with the um, the Jedi Academy books, there was like four. There was like three or there was like four, maybe five books, and they um, came close to too many. Yeah, and even <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, even the X Wings, I think, was 
they did three, then they did another another book in between that, then they came back and did like a fourth with right. the X Wing books. But but yeah, yeah, they yeah, the Vong just went on the Vong storyline just went on for way too long. And I mean I liked the concept originally of this ultra religious group that hated technology so much that and I think in a way you could do something like that, especially with the the world climate today with you know the radical radicals and um different religious factions even today that the Vong could really resonate uh with a lot of people but also be a little controversial because I mean if you look at them they were very reminiscent of a lot of religious extremists in the world today you know mm-hmm. very very in that sense but I'd like to see them head somewhere with Thrawn uh yes yeah, yes be- what did he do for all of those years out there in the unknown regions mm. right That'd, because that he was be not fun. with his own people he had the reserve fleet what did he do yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did he expand and, the empire in the emperor's name, but you know, never told them where the emperor was located? Or, you know, there's so much you could go with on that. What about what about um, uh, uh, what's his name that went with him? Oh, um, yeah, from the five uh, Baron Fell. No, no, no. Uh, from the from rebels. The uh, the Je- the Jedi that went with him, the kid. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge Rebels. Come on, Ray, jump in here. Nah. Uh, Ezra, go get her, Ray. Come on. It was Ezra. 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 Yeah, there you go. Ezra Miller. He was the one that actually sent them out, sent him and the fleet out into the unknown regions. Because mm-hmm. at the end of Rebels. He um, basically hide, uses basically space space whales, uh, these space-faring animals that use hyperspace to travel, to uh, hijack the fleet and send it into the unknown regions. So he's been out there with Thrawn this whole time too. So you have a lost Jedi that's out there in the unknown regions and a lost Imperial Grand Admiral. With a fleet. <laughs> With a fleet. <laughs> Never a uh, combination. Which, that kind of makes you wonder, no, though, it, how did they keep the fleet under repair with being so far away? Well, you yeah. usually have uh, service ships with a, ta- with a task force. Uh, yeah. And repair ships. Yeah. And nowadays, even our Navy, thank you, lo- love you, baby, uh, <laughs> You, we have, you know, with the new stuff coming online, these 3D printers and everything else, to, to and the machine shops on board the ships to repair ourselves mm. and make a lot so, of parts ourselves. So you're a uh, uh, ex Navy guy, I take it. Yeah, retired lieutenant. Retired. Chris is a uh, our CEO. Chris is an ex Navy too. He's a uh, summer was a submariner. Oh, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> he, he was in Atari. He was in a target, a bubblehead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, when, when and you tell him I was a destroyer guy, he's going to go, oh, a target. Because that's uh, how all submariners refer to the surface fleet. Uh, <laughs> and, and I was the uh, most wanted person of them because I was on destroyers, which kept them array, away from the bigger ships. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That could be fun. I'm going to have to oh. next. <laughs> I think our next after hours, that's going to have to come up. Oh, yeah. oh, I'll have to be there for that one. I wasn't in the service, but um, my dad was in the army, and uh, I'm sorry, my nephew. Yeah, my nephew is an MP right now, on leave. That's awesome. Uh, thank yeah. you for your service to your nephew. Thank, well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, he's uh, gets out this year. He gets out. He'll be out this time next year. He doesn't want to do career. Uh, no, he wants to go into uh, law enforcement. Okay. So. Yeah, he's uh, he's out in Colorado right now. 
A lot of us did that too. Fort Carson. Yeah, that's a that's a big deal. Is a lot of guys go right into the law enforcement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, back to Star Wars. Back to Star (laughs) Wars. Back to Star Wars. Um, So we will go right... That was a uh, bit for our little news segment right now, and we'll go right into the main topic. Now, the Sith have been the main antagonist of the Star Wars universe pretty much since the beginning, although they were not officially named in canon in the movies until the prequels, the Sith have had their fingers in everything in the Star Wars universe for thousands of years and have really been influential in almost every major decision in the Star Wars universe. From Darth Bane to Darth Nihilus, to Darth Revan, to, of course, Darth Vader and Darth Sidious. The Sith are the ultimate villains in the Ultimate franchise. So, um, the Sith, um, would you consider them, I mean, the greatest villain group in sci-fi history? Ooh. Ow, tough one. (sighs) I mean, they're definitely in the top three. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they're my number one, well, you'd, I'd have to really put more thought into that. Yeah. What yeah. do you think, Ray? Uh, I definitely think that they were one of the most formidable forces, based just off of their cunning, that I'd ever yeah. seen in a long time. Mo- most villains are pretty forthright. You know, you think back to all the villains of movies of old, and they're they're pretty forthright you can figure out who it is right away because they kind of announce it but yeah but with the sith they the like, patience yeah, yeah. Pa- patience <laughs> is a virtue and i think they're also and it's interesting because i was just watching a video about about this and um one of the classic villain tropes is the idea of announcing your grand plan before you put it into <laughs> into practice and the the Sith usually oftentimes will pull an Ozymandias and already have set their plan in motion long before they announce it to what their what their eventual evil scheme is. Oh, right. yes. Right. Palpatine yeah. <laughs> declared yeah, the yeah. first Galactic Empire. That's when he was declaring his evil scheme. Yeah, yeah. As, <laughs> as it's already in, in place, it's not like, I will... Aha, I've got you now. I'll I will announce my evil plan to you. It was all I kicked your ass and here I am. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean last minute order 66. I mean exactly, still yeah. they didn't see it coming. Yeah. Well that's Whereas, the thing is we've talked about the, again we talked about this before is the Jedi knew of order 66. If you watch the Clone Wars, the sixth season of the Clone Wars, they learn about Order 66. And he's still able to convince them that it's a good thing. (laughs) Right. But only by justifying it that there was another order that said if he got out of line, they could use the Order 65. Yeah. 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 What was that order? Did you forget to tell us? Right. (laughs) But, but you know, by saying that the order that would be against him is 65 and that the order against the Jedi was 66, that kind of almost sets this, um, as misinformed as it is, it's this little idea that, oh, look, I have created these orders in a particular you know, line. They go in yeah. in a particular order, and you being able to stop me takes higher precedence than me trying to stop you. Like, look what such a good leader I am. Yeah. And they they fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. It was a good thing for Palpatine that he didn't have a brain fart and forget the order number and say, execute order 65. Wait, right? what? <laughs> No, no, 66, no, I meant 66. No, 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 60. 
I think he had it written on his hand, so when he was talking on the little communicator. Yeah, yeah, holding his hand up, so, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, well, let's, you said you, uh, Ray, you, you said you had something that you had written down that you wanted to discuss concerning the Sith. Well, I was just, you know, kind of going back the la- to the last episode, um, mm-hmm. I had posted it to you guys um, via Facebook there. For anybody that's listening, the person that I was talking about that became um, a Dark Lord of the Sith mm-hmm. through, quote-unquote, Force Ghosts was mm-hmm. uh, Darth Vectivus was the name mm-hmm. I was looking for. Um, but as far as... Uh, you know, doing research and stuff, I was just brushing up on how the Sith were formed and all that good stuff. I didn't uh, scribble down anything particularly like, oh, I have to talk about that. I mean, we all kind of know that they were once Jedi themselves. And, you know, throughout the history, throughout Star Wars history, that was kind of a recurring theme since the beginning is that more often than not, it was Jedi becoming Sith. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that, that kind of goes into the rigors of being a Jedi, almost. Mm-hmm. And how tough it is, and um, the one of the things that I think could lure a force user or a Jedi to the Sith was the ease in many ways that it seemed like they got their power. Oh yeah. And and that was even Yoda said it, you know, it's like, is the Sith more you know, when Jedi when Luke said is the dark side uh more powerful and he said, No, it's easier. But easier isn't always the best way. Right. Well, when you think about it, that that's really true with any kind of um, thing that you might do today. You can do anything realistically. You can train anything the easy way, and you can train it the hard way. And when you look at the two types of people, the ones that train it the hard way, yeah, it might take them longer, but they're typically better at it because they have a lot more practice. Yeah. Right. A lot more. Right. Whereas when it comes easy, you've probably spent half the time learning whatever the the hard worker learned. So you're sure you could probably pull it off, but it's not going to be great. That That's kind of how I viewed it. Yeah. But um. I think as far as, you know, kind of talking about the Sith themselves, um, there have been a number of really powerful Sith, but I think the one, in my my humble opinion, the one who really kind of shown as far as cunning, maliciousness, uh, ability to get away with things, if you will, and trick all the other Sith. I mean, how powerful do you have to be to trick all the other Sith would be Darth Bane. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean... The institutor of the rule of two. I mean, right. I think there are very few, you know, when you look at the Sith, there are very few that, and we'll go into, we will go into some of the other um, Sith, but yeah, I mean, he basically created the Sith that we know today. Right. Um, with the, mas- the master and the apprentice and, you know, one to hold the power, one to, one to crave it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is what he was the the the, the term he coined, um, right? And that is that assured that the Sith would always grow in power because you always knew that the apprentice would eventually supplant the master because he would be more powerful, and then by he would pick an apprentice, and that apprentice would eventually overthrow him to become more powerful and the cycle would go on and go on and go on. Right, and the the, the master has to keep learning as well to stay ahead of his apprentice apprentice as long as he can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think to Uh an extent that kind of 
was always not necessarily to that extreme but i think that was kind of always the way of the sith but the problem was with the old way there was no governing their numbers so yeah they were all trying to ruin each other's plans just to get that upper edge yeah and yeah there was no working against each other more than working with yeah with yeah at least the two will work together for a long time before exactly. the supplanting attack happens yeah exactly yeah and you know to be able to take such a large sect of people that all believed in backstabbing and killing each other off and say no nah, i think there only needs to be two of us and having all of them be like yeah you're right and you know what i mean i think that that took probably far more um, cunning and I, I think Palpatine might have ha taken a page from Bane's books. Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah, and to convince your apprentice that he cannot defeat you. Oh. I think Palpatine got that because Vader didn't want to try alone. Right. Together yes. we can defeat my master. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I and I don't know if you have seen the... Um... The, the Vader movie, the Vader short film, uh, Shards, uh, Shards of the Past. No, I have to go look that up. Uh, it's really, really good. It's done by uh, a uh, Star Wars Theory. He's a uh, YouTuber who does Star Wars um, Theory videos. And he spent like something like over $100,000 of his own money. Uh, he even got permission from Lucasfilm to do it. And... Uh, they're filming the sequel right now, but oh, in the awesome. movie, uh, it starts out with Vader having a dream where he's fighting Palpatine, and he's trying to kill Palpatine. And when he comes out of it, he's summoned, and Palpatine can feel, feel the anger coming off of him. He's like, he says, you're hiding something from me. I feel the anger, but you're hiding something from me. What is it? And he realizes, like, oh, I see. And he's like, okay, kill me. Strike me down. Give in to your anger. That's the only way you're going to become more powerful. And Vader can't do it. Mm -hmm. And he scolds him, says, that's why you fail. That is why you'll never be as powerful as me, because you can't do the one thing that will make you more powerful, which is kill me. That's awesome, but yeah, yeah it's, it's really, really, good. really good. It's it's just like it's like a fifty, a short little fifteen minute film, and it really goes into Vader's psyche and even a little bit of the Emperor's psyche and their relationship and how it's a very much a one sided relationship. Mm -hmm. And because Vader despises Palpatine, right. But at the same time, it's this very much this father figure relationship between the two of them where he kind of sees. And I think we talked about this last week where he kind of sees Palpatine as a father figure. Right. Yeah, um, I, I do. Th I believe that's true. Even even when Palpatine kind of um, revealed himself as the emperor and all that, I think that he really did. It's kind of like, oh, well, I know my dad is a bad guy, but he's still my dad. Yeah. I think it's yeah. that, that kind of scenario. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, that's, you know, you, you, you talk crap about your mom all the time, and then somebody else says something, and you're like, hey, that's still my mom, dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. I yeah. don't do that. I, I adore my mother, by the way. But uh, <laughs> right, and I still have her fifty four with me being fifty four, which is fantastic. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, uh, I think well, a let's... huge part oh. of it too that we really didn't get to see in the movies because let's face it, you only have a, a limited amount of time within a movie to kind of convey your point, and so you touch on the the big things. But I really believe that there was a lot of little situations that we didn't see. Mm -hmm. Um, that, oh, yeah. That Palpatine just kind of got in Anakin's head. I mean, they expanded on it in the Clone Wars, but I think there was even more than that. Absolutely. It had, had to be. I mean, but you can't go touch every little part in the movie. You're right. Yeah. Mm. 
Well, that, that's um, why uh, that's why a lot of times the book can't be made into a movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Too the book much just gives detail. you information yeah. mm -hmm. and detail that you can't do in a film. What yeah, definitely. Saying, Mark? Oh, I was gonna say. Um, what, uh, I want to go over really quick the uh, Sith code and kind of see how it uh, differentiates from the Jedi code. Um, and I think that's a good way to kind of see the difference between the um, between the two. So the Sith code is peace is a lie. There's only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall set me free. And uh, the Jedi Code is, of course... Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I have to look it up. There is no... <laughs> yeah, I know. There is no emotion, there is peace. There is no ignorance, there is knowledge. There is no passion, there is serenity. There is no chaos, there is harmony. There is no death, there is the Force. So, I think you can really get a good sense of, like, the different mindsets and the different philosophy of both of these groups right here, just in that. Mm -hmm. That the... You know, the the Jedi are all about peace and serenity and, you know... Service. Wor service, whereas the Jedi are all about emotion and power and... Yeah, freedom. You know, As they yeah, look at it, freedom. Yeah, but it's so ironic that they're for freedom, but yet they are more than willing to enslave people to get that freedom yeah for their own freedom or their own personal freedom yeah yep. yeah yeah it's um the jedi in a way really almost again to kind of cross streams at least the way they were originally supposed to be epitomize the star trek value of the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the uh of the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few mm -hmm. and i can the see that Sith the Sith are just the opposite. Our needs are more important than all everyone else's needs. Yeah, and, I can see that yeah. without a problem. Yeah. Ray? Yes? You want to bump in there? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've got both of the codes pulled up side by side, and I'm actually reading through both of them. And, yeah. And, um, you know, I'm just kind of taking it all in and listening to you guys and I, I definitely agree with you um, kind of hearkening back to what we were talking about a little bit ago about um, just how different the two uh, schools of thought are like the, the Jedi are definitely introverted we must look within ourselves and seek knowledge and whereas mm. the Sith are the extroverts and they're all about rule we we must be powerful and we must show power and you know through <coughs> through power i gain victory like that right there that was kind of their shtick for a while yeah. was just to beat the crap out of each other yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and well and here's and this is something that i've thought about before and i want to get your thoughts on it is do you have to be evil to be a Sith. Is that no. a prerequisite? No. Okay. I don't think what, so. What about you? What do you think? Do you think it's a prerequisite to be a... Okay, let me change that. Do you have to use... Do you have to be a dark side user to be a Sith? Ooh. <laughs> now the question gets complicated. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy the first time. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Um... And I mean... Um, you know, honestly, if I'm really thinking about it, I would say no, because, because you can encapsulate the values of a Sith by 
I mean, except for the whole, um, through my victory, my chains are broken, the forts shall set me free. Um, everything else before that could kind of apply to anything from a smuggler yeah. to a politician. I mean, th that could kind of apply to anybody. Um, yeah. But as far as, I mean, if you're going to go dictionary definition of the Sith, then yeah, you would, you'd kind of have to use the dark side. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's no... And, I mean, with with the dark using the dark side i think it's a real slippery slope not to go down that quote unquote evil path when you start using the dark side right easier because faster more so, seductive right exactly more seductive yeah and more and and tends to be more violent and more um me oriented mhm mm you know more about what can I get? And, you know, it's very easy to go down that path. And the fact that we've never seen a quote-unquote good Sith. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the closest we've gotten would be Revan. Yeah. But, and, I mean, if you're talking about a... <laughs> I mean, I guess that could go either way. Is it a good Sith or a bad Jedi? I mean... Well, I mean, a Sith that does good. A Sith that is considered... A, a good person that does that you know it you know still follows the the sith mantra and believes in this you know the sith sith code but is not quote-unquote evil that does not right you know, well i mean they weren't even called the sith at first i mean that wasn't until they they got to corban but yeah, you know, like I'm sitting here reading through the Jedi code, and I'm like, yeah, you know, realistically, you could probably learn the dark side based off of the Jedi code by just kind of uh, having loose morals. Because mm -hmm. I mean, it's talking about it's talking about knowledge. Well, in order to gain the like a full breadth of knowledge, you'd have to learn both sides. Yeah. Uh, the whole part about no emotion, there's peace. I mean, it's the whole, you can't have light without dark, you can't have happy without sad, so on and so forth. I, I don't know, I just, um, I'm probably Yeah, I look at it. that as, once a Jedi has become a Jedi Master, he learned through the good side of the Force. But once yeah. he's there, he knows the seductiveness of the dark side, and he could use it at will. Mm. Um, you know, Luke uses it for a bit there on the Death Star. Right. Well, even even if you um, go a little bit into more into the history, um, Mace Windu used uh, the dark dark side all the time. Right. His his, his philosophy was the ends justified. Yes, the ends right. justified the means, and one of his one of his force powers was if he was fighting someone that used the dark side, he was able to take that power and turn it back against the person he was fighting. Yeah, and that's what he was with his uh, his lightsaber um, style. That's one of the abilities that he used was that, and you see it whenever he's fighting against Palpatine. Scarring. Yeah. The scarring, the scarring. Whenever he's using it, he's basically using his lightsaber to reflect that dark side energy back at Palpatine. Right, and right. then Yoda yeah. uses it the same thing later. So you even see Yoda using that power. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, even going beyond, even going beyond that, like taking the whole, because everybody said that um, they, they make re reference to it in the movie that uh, Mace is one of the best with the lightsaber, and mm -hmm. um, when he, I don't know if they ever kind of addressed it in the movie. I don't, I don't think it did. I think it was something I read after that. Um, but anyway, um, that particular lightsaber style that he used that we were just talking about um, mm -hmm. when he took off Jango's head that was considered a no-no in the Jedi Order but everybody was cool with it because of the situation they just kind of yeah. like eh, the means justify the end yeah yeah he's a Jedi Master he'll be fine well he even said himself um, in some of the books in the comics that 
when he was fighting, he had to skirt as close as he could to the dark side without going over. Right. That was part of his, you know, these the style. And he ironically used the same form that um, Maul used. He used a variation of that form. Yeah. Uh, that was his own. Well, I could be uh, way off, but didn't uh, Kit Fisto also say that he dabbles with uh, the dark side fighting in Clone Wars? I have to watch it. I don't remember that. Um, yeah, I can't remember if, if he said that. Or not. I, I remember somewhere along the line that Kit Fisto also, but he also used the um, beginner level he only used yeah, the beginner level lightsaber technique. Yeah, he used form one. Yeah. Uh, that that will be maybe something we we want to uh, touch on in a future episode is the lightsaber styles. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the seven fun. the seven seven forms. The that could be a fun forms. one. Yeah, yeah. Um so which but yeah. which is funny to me because you know they talk about the uh, the seven forms, and we see a lot of similarities. A lot of where Lucas pulled in his um, his influences, like with the samurai and things like that, and like the whole seven yeah. forms is kind of like the seven pillars of wisdom kind of thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to uh, speaking of lights, I think it's interesting that. Many of the more powerful Sith, and many times would eschew lightsabers. Um, in in the in the old canon, and I think also in the new canon, um, Palpatine himself hated using the lightsaber. Right. He thought that the Force should be a powerful enough weapon for you to use, mm-hmm. and only he only carried a lightsaber, in fact, to mock the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't only recall reason. him ever using. He only used it in episode three. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the only time that he used it was episode three. And again, he only kept it as a way to almost mock the Jedi. But then again, too, I mean, if you had Force Lightning to the extent that he was able to use it, would you really use a lightsaber either? I mean. I'd be cool with just electrocuting people. Zapping everybody, yeah. 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 Oh, look, barbecue. Yeah. Had a, yeah. Pretty, had a pretty good range on it, too. I mean. <laughs> well, uh, I think, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, most powerful Jedi and, or most powerful Sith. And, <laughs> I mean. There's a really there's a really strong argument for putting uh, Sidious at the top of that list. I mean, he did what the Sith had been aiming for for millennia. Oh yeah, he saw the overthrow of the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. You know, it was uh, it was something that from the time of Bane to the, to then had, they had been working towards, and it was Palpatine, it was Sidious that 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 happened under right you know he saw the in a sense the restoration of the sith empire yeah Yeah, so really did i mean you know it's it's hard to believe but i mean he took so long executing that plan and there was we talked about this before when we did our uh show devoted to him and if one little thing had gone wrong the whole thing had been just yeah. Oh, yeah. One step yeah. in a many directions, and that was the end of that plan. Right. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of yes. it kind of makes you think. You know, he had to have had plans within plans within plans, like you know, up to like Plan F, like for everything. Oh, he had Plan tri- He had Plan Triple Z. Right. Like he just. Yeah. He had Plan. Yeah. Plan all the way. Yeah. <laughs> he had the if this happens, then this. If this happens instead, then that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So, um, yeah. We've got about 
12 minutes left on our show, it looks like. So I think uh, it's about time that I ask my my question to stump you two. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or, if nothing else, create an interesting argument for a possible spinoff, if you're listening, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> cough, cough. Um, so <laughs> the question here is... What kind of universe do you think we would have watched if Darth Bane had never enacted the rule of two? Mm. Let's let's just hypothesize for a second that all of those cats were able to work together rather than running around all crazy. One for one you know, minuscule moment, they actually were able to work together to reach a common goal. Well, the Jedi would be an army. If Mm. there's a Republic, the Jedi would have to be an army to combat them. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think that even if they were able to work together for a short period of time, it would be a short period of time. And then the galaxy would just be ripped apart in the most vicious civil war between the Sith. That it, that would make the the galactic civil war that we saw in the the Prime Star Wars universe look like a small brush fire. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so it would you, just. Do you think it might have gone the other way, where the Jedi would have went into hiding? Ooh, I like that. Possibly. And then they came back? (laughs) Well, I mean, we did see, in a way they did. In a way, the Jedi did go into hiding after Order 66, and they did, the Jedi did return. It was the return of the Jedi. This is true. Um, Would, but I'm thinking in the way you're I, I almost see the Jedi adopting almost more Sith like tactics in the hit in the hiding and the and that type of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, they would have to be the ones doing the long term plan. Yeah. Right. And How as, as we've seen, they're they will justify it if the the, the means, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean Return of the Jedi, you're you're looking at okay, we gotta whack two guys. Right. Right, you know, for the Jedi to be able to rise again. Yeah, yep. in your scenario, yeah. it's uh, dang, they got an army of these guys. We got to take out somehow. Exactly. Yeah. Got to our own Order sixty six or something to get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in a sense, though, wouldn't it just have to be a because the way the Sith operate, wouldn't it be? I think the Jedi would almost have almost take the the tactic of just let them knock each other out playing them off against <laughs> yeah. each other just sit I, I back and watch involved. them i think they'd be involved in manipulating it right that's they're, yeah. They're dark side. yeah do some yeah they would get them to take each, yeah take, they take would yeah they would be yeah just wait until they're down to manageable numbers and then make your move right <laughs> i think we might have the plot for a movie here there we <laughs> go there we go i i got a right and I'm from the hometown, so I should be working that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, George, yeah. we have a Star Wars mission, mission that came right out of the same town. There you go. What? <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this week. And before we go into our usual spiel of... Uh, where you can reach us at and everything like that. I just wanted to take this moment to uh, say thank you to everyone. First of all, uh, to a few people, this being our 50th 50th episode. Um, First and foremost to um, Chris. Um, I've said it before, and it's not hyperbole when I say this show would not exist if it wasn't for Christopher Stolle. He's the one that when I was kind of toying with the idea, um, offered me a spot on uh, Realm of the Mist. And um, even uh, when this show first started, I was doing this off of a phone. 
um, and had no way to record. I had no idea how to record, how to do anything like that. And um, Chris and uh, some of the other guys at the time at Realm of the Mist um, helped, helped me out with that. And they've continued to help me out. And um, to anyone and everyone who's ever been on Realm of the Mist, uh, whether as a co-host or a um, a panelist, uh, just to name a few, uh, Dr. Janice Liddell um, and uh, Alan Shea from Generation Tech. Um, you guys uh, were early, uh, both have been supporters of us, especially Alan was a very early supporter, was on our second show, which was very cool to have to have him on and uh, just everyone else who's ever been on the show and uh, especially especially to fans thank you thank you so much and hope that we get another 50 episodes in the bag and hopefully this time the other 50 won't take another three years uh, so with that being said you can find me at Mark Tolly on Facebook, on Twitter at John Mark Tolly one because I'm of course the number one John Mark Tolly on Twitter. Uh, email you can email the show at Realm of the Mist Entertainment at gmail.com and on Twitter at Realm of the Mist Entertainment at gmail at Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Uh, check out the Facebook page at War of the Stars and Realm of, fans of Realm of the Mist. And other than that. Joe, where can they find you at? Uh, well, you know what? I want to say thanks to Chris as well. Uh, if he hadn't remembered almost two and a half years ago that after doing an interview show together, we were both being interviewed by uh, Dan Loria um, on a Star Trek show. And I said, boy, you know, sound great. I'd love to work with you again. And about two months ago, I got the message saying, you want to play some D&D? from Chris and now I'm on War of the Stars bringing another couple shows over so Chris I really appreciate it that's an awesome memory you have uh, Ray and I have really hit it off I think Mark and I are doing good so yeah. uh, you know <laughs> you've got a good good feeling for how to put personalities together and yeah. uh, you all can find me at uh, Joe Cahill director producer on Facebook or Steamhouse Entertainment on Facebook same thing Steamhouse on um, Instagram or at uh, Coffee Steampunk over on Twitter. Yeah. Awesome. And um, Mr. Ray, where can they find you? Uh, well, since everybody else took a moment, I'm going to thank Chris as well. You know, he put my show together much the same way this show came together, which is Chronicles of the Lost Realm, to uh, which Joe alluded to. We play some D&D over there, so make sure to check it out. Um, you can find me here on War of the Stars, and you can also check out Breaking the Fourth Wall. There's going to be some interviews coming up. Um, I'm going to start doing some interviews with some celebrities uh, put together, sent to me and me sent to them by a uh, gentleman named Steve Joyner. He's a pretty cool guy. Look him up on Facebook as well. Um, but you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, um, Chronicles of the Lost Realm. And you can also send me emails that way, same name at gmail.com. Awesome. Oh, and buy the t-shirts. T-shirts available. Buy t-shirts. Realm of the Mist, Realm of the Mist Entertainment.com. Check it out. We have t-shirts made to order. Yeah. And here Prices comes the cheese. the cheese. Comes the cheese for me. May the force be with <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> oh, one yes. last thing before we do our uh, little sign-off. Everybody... Please, there is special Patreon-only content. Go and yes. sign up to be a pay. It's only a dollar a month. I mean, if I had the arms of the angel to play right now, I would uh, support our podcast. We need we need your help. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Uh, and also, not only Patreon. I know some people aren't necessarily on board with a lot of what you know stuff with Patreon, but if you aren't, also anchor dot anchor.com uh where you can find all the shows at um they have a support tab you can you can support us that way too you can give us monetary support that way uh also um just listening helps that just listening 
Uh, if you're on I, on Apple Podcasts, that five-star review really does a lot and really helps move us up the rankings there. And uh, the more people, the higher we are on that, uh, the more potential listeners we get and um, the more it just helps us out. Right, and uh, it's all cyclical. So, Everything you help us with comes back to you. It helps us create yeah. better content. This it does, it you. does, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Which is what we want. We want to put on the best Star Wars show on the internet. Dun, dun, dun. That's what we, <laughs> that's, that's our goal is to be the best Star Wars show on the internet. So with that being said, uh, thank you all for listening for 50 episodes. And remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you.